This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the year. Mm-hmm. Even Leap Day? Even on Leap Day. We should do all a Leap right. Day sale. We should do it on the, the year. Leap into savings. I bet no one has done that. We could do it on the year when there's no... Yeah, sounds very novel. When it's not Leap <laughs> Fall year. into savings. Fall into savings. No For spring. That. That'll be a springtime sale. There you go. And then spring into the savings in the fall. Mm-hmm. What do you see in the summer? What's the cheesy one for summer? Hot, Hot sales. Ah, damn it. Hot sale. So what winter? Cold deals? Uh, it won't bundle f- up with. Oh. Yeah, bundle up with these hot deals. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, that's why that's we pay, pay you guys. Pay me so much money. Yeah. Well, welcome <laughs> to episode 55 of the Ninth Realm. And uh, as the new tradition dictates, Scott, give it a very good title. New rolls of one with some sixes to give you a new hope to give you hope yeah a new hope yep. unlike the crappy star wars movie oh well actually new hope was great there, new hope was great i was thinking of episode one which episode was one yeah just terrible it makes me sad to think about it so anyway guys we're going to talk a little bit more about the general's handbook too what to expect some of the cool stuff on the horizons and also to prep a little bit for tonight's uh wednesday night fight it's going to be scott's night haunts versus my free people's Probably one of the last times you'll see us playing General's Handbook 1. Yeah. Because uh, General Handbook, Handbook 2 is on the horizon. It's said in yes. August. Yeah, and there already, aren't too many weekends left for them yeah. not to announce it, yeah. Yeah, and, and we know that uh, next weekend coming up, they've already announced, is Chaos and Grey Knights. are doing two codexes. Wow, two. Yeah. So that's exciting. And then uh, I would imagine shortly thereafter is going to be the General's Handbook, Handbook 2. Can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, of course, I've already seen it, but can't wait for everybody <laughs> else to see it. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I would imagine they're going to be doing a lot of like teasers and probably some tactics articles coming up on the uh, Warhammer community side. I hope so. so. Yeah. yeah, they've let out a couple of good teasers we're going to talk about. So, And they do a great job. That is such a good site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really do a good job of it. They give you enough to talk about, but not so much that you're, you you totally know what's coming. Yep. And it's I think that's great, right? Get people yep. excited, engage the community. Don't let third-party sites steal your thunder. No. Right? Like, there yes. were sites that built their reputation on rumor-leaking GW stuff. Yeah. Yeah, now we're not rumor-leaking any of us. We yeah. just talk about what we know. Mm-hmm. And instead, us. they got in front of it, and they're like, why don't we get all that website traffic to drive more sales? <laughs> Good idea. Genius. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, at any rate, um, Grand Alliance Death in the General's Handbook 2017. And is that a I've got teaser? the notes from him in there. That's the got link, it. so everybody can go check them out. Got it. Okay, for the show notes. And uh, we also have a teaser image. It looks like a drawing of, I'm going to say like a squig or something. Yeah, that's what I was going to go. It's like squig teeth or... Yeah, what do you There's think? no color to it, but it's frothy, jagged tooth, um, not even... I'm trying to think of like what's been rumored that, that could be, be Nurgle too. coming out soon and Nurgle... One of the gut maws. Yeah. yeah. Something with Nurgle. It could Just because I think, be. I mean, I think what, yeah. what the plague marines... But I, I thought squig right away too because yeah. the teeth aren't even. It's kind of off-centered and... Yeah, that, that, that definitely is what jumps to mind for me. 
It looks like a squig mouth, but you know, hey, we'll see. You know yep. what it would be really cool if it was the mouth of the dragon for the new Bretonian line. I think, I think that the dragon to, would look might a little be, better than that. That might be reaching a bit. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit. A little bit. A bit. God, that'd be amazing. Bretonians aren't even in like, the right scale. No. <laughs> no. Like, they're so out of place. Well, in just, the just game. think of the new Stormcast as your Bretonians. Yeah. yeah. Well, or the new Primaris Marines. Oh my gosh, they made them like properly scaled yeah. on like a big Destrier. You know, like, oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, and like the. Uh, and like the uh, Stormcast, they're easy to paint. They're yeah. good enough scale. You can actually get into the details yeah. without too much work. Some of the nice. most beautiful armies I've ever seen have been Bretonian armies. When they're fully, each guy's got his like family, like mm -hmm. the heraldry because oh. everyone's individual. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't think that's ever coming back. And that was a thing. I don't think it ever sold well enough. No, but you could play like Warhammer historicals yeah. and play yeah. like War of the Roses and stuff. And well, they, they told Bretonians. you you still play with yeah. them. Right. You know. Or like Game of Thrones, which is supposed to be modeled off the War of the Roses or the Hundred Year War. No, it's War of the Roses. War of the Roses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, ooh, the last episode. <laughs> ooh, that was good. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I'm going to spoil it for you. Okay. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Everybody dies. Dang it. Well, that's already happened. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it's it's really good. Uh, well, you already know this, right? Well, Jon Snow and Daenerys finally meet. And that, mm -hmm. that, was, a, that was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, ooh, it's and getting exciting. The Jamie Lannister still hasn't lost his touch. No. Nope. Still badass. I love it. Anyway, let's talk more about the General's Handbook 2 and what we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. So uh, they show some of the points changes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they, they kind of drop stuff for death mm -hmm. and went specifically with actually the faction we talked about, the Death Lords. Dropped everybody by 20 points. Nice. Or more. Yeah, I mean, Manfred's Nagash went 40 down points. 100 Manfred, yeah, points. Why did Nagash go down? Nagash went down 100 because points. They, like, I know from talking to people in the UK, mm -hmm. they all think Nagash is as they, and I will quote, he's absolute pants, mate. What does that mean? Garbage. Well, apparently pants awesome. aren't good. You, you oh. wear trousers if you're a proper okay. British lad, or if you're Scottish, trousers. Trousers. My trousers. So he's like, pants. What? So nobody plays him properly, I suppose. I was like, over here, he's good. And they're like, because we know multiple people yeah. just in our local area that win routinely. Yeah. But they also think we're all bad at Age of Sigmar. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, God, I wish, we, I wish Frankie and I would have actually been able to play at Warhammer Fest because I think we would have smoked some people. Or found out what they're talking about. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. I mean, not to say that, say that Frankie and I are like amazingly good. We're not. But Well, don't they all just bring like Skyfires? Not no. all, but that yeah. was no at at the uh, at yeah, the, the big tournament. But it was, it's a different style of playing. Yeah, yeah, I, it is. In the West Coast is unique to um, yeah. Like West Coast lists and play styles are different than even East Coast or Midwest. Yeah, I've um, noticed that because there are different lists that don't seem to do well here, do well there, and then there's lists I don't see yeah. here that I see there, and vice versa. It's it really is a more creative meta on the West Coast. Like it, it just is. Like I've traveled all over the place. And I don't know if it's a part of the hey shaka bra attitude that we have over here or what. All the granola that we eat and the vegan stuff, but mm. you you really do see Indian for bad hunter? You yes. Vegan? <laughs> yes. Good at hunting fruits and vegetables. Oh. As long as they're not too quick. Well, it's not too fast. But it, it really is. Like over the years, like some of the stereotypes hold true. Like yeah. uh, on the West Coast you do tend to see more creative list building. Um, or or diverse, however you want to, however whatever words you want to use to describe it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. But to the point, the, a lot of the death units have gone down in points. Mm -hmm. What also is really interesting is that on this they show the allies, 
Um, yeah. What what can Death Lords ally with? They can ally with Death Walkers, Flesh Eater Quartz, mm-hmm. uh, Death Rattle, Death Mages, Night Hunt, Soul Blight. So what that means is you could take the Death Lords, and then you could take up to four hundred points or twenty percent mm-hmm. of uh, those uh, faction keywords. Yeah, we, and then, I, I'm still not sure if they'll their battle line works across, or you have to do it in your faction, mm-hmm. but. Well, no, because you retain your allegiance. You retain it. Yeah. They, they've shown that much is that uh, you retain your allegiance even if you take allies. That's what that's the point. Okay. So you still get your unique battle line, and then you would still get whatever allegiance abilities. So you are use, available the, to. use the like the bone rattle. Your skeletons are just base battle line for all of death, so you could pull them in. Or... Right. Or you could take you know uh, the the morgasts mm-hmm. and use those as battle line. But like, oh, I want something from another. Um, Faction, and I don't want to lose. I still want to use more gas in my battle line. You can, right, right, and then whatever like a necromancer, right, or a... right, 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 whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, whatever allegiance abilities you may or may not get, you would retain them. And this would go for anybody, right? Like if you could do it with, like you said, with your iron jaws, yeah. And then you could you could bring in some shooting units, but you could still keep all your iron jaws stuff. Yeah. That's what well, I'm. The main gathering. thing I want to keep from them is make, keeping the battle line. Yeah, because that's the problem. If you pull one thing in, all of their battle line becomes non-battle Correct. line. Well, now and now yeah. allies is a solution for that. Right. Yep. Yeah. And with death lords, that would mean uh, you're more ghasts. Yes. Um, which are your battle line. You're not going to lose that. You're not going to lose that. Allies. Yeah. Yeah. Or or uh, if you want to use like blood knights. Or like Archaon, like if you his his uh, his keyword, whatever that is. Um, well, you could pull in a screen the, um, when it comes to that, because these guys are all expensive and big and vulnerable right. to, to but that kind of charge. Then you could charge. take one unit of zombies. Yeah, yeah, which are now cheaper if you take a max size unit. Um, yeah, that was another set in they they put out there. Yeah, because they they had already explained that if you take they don't they haven't explained like what units per se, but. Um, you can get a discount for taking maximum size units to incentivize you to do Correct. so. Yeah. Which I think is which really cool. They, yeah, they talked about clan rats. Yeah. In their post. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool, I think. And I think it's they, great. And you're going to see people yeah, taking gave the, uh, big units again. All kinds of weird things are going to change in, but mm-hmm. like uh, here are the courts of delusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. So we'll jump into that. Um, the uh, courts of delusion, this is for the flesh eater courts. They believe themselves to be soldiers serving a glorious king. I actually really like the yeah. fluff for the flesh eaters' courts. They see themselves as like noble gentlemen, but really they're like flesh eating monstrosities. Yeah, and when Manfred was with them in one of the books, he could he could see their delusion. He was trying to fight back, dropping into their reality. Yeah. Uh, so before you uh, select your general's command trait, pick one of the following delusions for the army to have. Alternatively, you can roll a die to randomly determine the delusion the court is suffering from. The associated traits apply to all Flesh Eater Court's units from your army for the duration of the battle, even if the general is slain. If you must select a new general during the battle, do not generate a new delusion. Okay, so this is an army-wide benefit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can re-roll dice rolls of one when you're making a run or charge rolls for friendly Flesh Eater Court's units. Pretty so damn a good. A crusading army Pretty da- Yeah, they're crusading knights. Ah. Uh, the Royal Hunt. You can roll, re-roll hit, roll, hit and wound rolls of one for attacks made by Flesh Eater Court's units when they target a monster. That's pretty good. Yep. And again, you're going to pick this based on who you're fighting. So you're, playing, you're fighting Beast Claw Raiders. You're like, oh, I'll take number two. Uh, number three, the Feast Day. You can re-roll dice rolls of one when rolling to see if a friendly Flesh Eater Quartz unit becomes subject to the Freeding Finzy rule, which we don't have yet. Yeah. But So see to the left. Right. There's nothing to the left. Right. Wow. A little teaser. That's yeah. the point. Yep. So these are great. Yes. It's a little boost. Oh, yeah. You know, well, and they fit the fluff, and they they mm-hmm. add to the to the armies. A lot of those that didn't get the special rules, is they're showing us they're going to be throwing everybody some stuff to, right. to take care of that. 
Yeah, I think this is great. I think I'm really excited to see more of it, for everybody else to see more of it. Um, they also show us some Soul Blight artifacts, um, obviously kind of indicating that all the allegiances in there are going to be getting some artifacts. That's what I would extrapolate out from this. Uh, the Stalking Blade, um, pick one melee weapon that the model can use. Keep a tally of the number of wounds inflicted by the weapon. As soon as the total reaches six or more, this model heals D3 wounds, and you can add one to the damage characteristics of the weapon for the rest of the battle. Pretty good. Yeah, that's nice. Pretty damn good. Uh, the other one that you can see completely, the Sigil of the Sanguine Throne. Once per charge phase, you can reroll a failed charge roll made for a friendly vampire unit within 12 inches of this model. Pretty good. That's that. Uh, that's because you need your charges. You need yep. to get those guys in. Yep. Especially with the Blood Knights. You need them in there fighting because that's all they do. Yep. So then we've got uh, some more teasers. We've got the Ethereal Rulers. Uh, and I would imagine this is for the Night Haunts. Night Haunts, yeah. Yep. They can, uh, there are two main characters of four wounds each. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. Mm -hmm. um, the Karen Wraith and the Tomb Banshee can actually summon fourth units. On a three or better, you can set them up anywhere on the table, nine inches away from an opponent. Mm hmm which means if you come forward at me, I can actually start pulling them up in your backfield. Yeah. I can drop them near objectives or on flanks. Mm -hmm. I mean, when this comes out, maybe I'll take my groups of nine and split them into six and three and mm -hmm. just have those threes to bring up because that sounds really great, actually. Yeah, and you can deep strike them onto the table for, um, on know, a three-plus. Yeah, yeah, and I hope that do. reduction of points carries through to the rest of that army so maybe I get a few more points to field maybe a necromancer with right. them or something else. And with your allies, too, you can do that without sacrificing the, the theme of your yeah. army. So that's pretty cool. And if, if uh, some of those points drops are indicative of what we can expect, then I would imagine that you will. I would imagine some units will probably go up in points that need it, like looking at you, Skyfires. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would have guessed that my Celestial Hurricanum is probably going to go, go up, up in yeah. points because it should. Um, you go know, up or get we'll a limitation see. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that, that, that some of these things are going to get addressed. Yeah, um, get two new rules of one. Yep. Unfortunately, the one I was hoping to see is not on there. No. Right. Um, they told us the other three there might be changes to, and they gave us a hint on one. But six is now hit, no matter what. Yep. And, six one's, is, and one's missed, so they added to that one. Mm -hmm. You would have loved that on that game against Brandon. Yeah, that would have been a little more helpful. Yeah, so it's dumb when you can debuff a unit to where they can't hit. That's not fun for anybody. Uh, so I'm glad that they added in six is always hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was hoping they would drop in one that just said you couldn't pile up the same buff or nerf. So you're not running around with two guys taking four off your chance to hit kind of thing. And then the, the fourth rule of one, you cannot modify the initiative roll in any way. In any way. That, that's a lot of tournament packs. So that's... Yeah, I like that. Um, and then the fifth rule of one, you can't take more than one of the same artifact of power, which I, I did do. And that's in a few of, I, a I few was of the doing tournament that, packs too. Yeah. So those are quick pulls. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. I was putting the Phoenix Stone mm -hmm. on everything because I have a shooting army. So right. the magic sword of whatever, I'm like, I don't want yeah, that. I don't want right. that, yeah. Because if I'm using it, I screwed up. <laughs> If I need it, something went wrong. And a lot of Beast Claw Raider lists were doing that as well. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of armies were yeah. taking the best one. Destruction, uh, yep. taking the um, uh, Battle Brew. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Oh. Now, I don't actually have two different ones because mm -hmm. I want my guy in Maw Crusher to survive, so I give him the Talisman. Right. But the other guy does have the Battle Brew because it's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a go-to plus one to hit, plus one to mm -hmm. your yeah. chance to wound. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. And so if you need to, he can suck it back a little harder and get two and two and just start taking damage, which... If he hasn't done any by the last couple of rounds, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Just start going for it. Uh, and then they show us one of the new missions. Yeah, Duality uh, of Death. Had some interesting changes we haven't seen. Take it away. Uh, main was, the main one I noticed that was interesting is, um, this is just like um, Three Places of Power, except you have two objectives and it's behemoths and heroes. And the one add-in they put in there is you cannot retreat and control an objective. 
which is a big trick I've done with my night haunts all yes. the time because they move six, mm -hmm. retreat you get an extra dice. So I go over you, fly, land on an objective you've abandoned. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to carry through to other missions where you can't do it because that would be a tactic they take away from you, which is good. If you're running away, maybe you shouldn't hold an objective to do it. It's a strategic withdrawal. Right. Well, it's not fleeing in terror. That's true. You, when I'm but doing not. it, I'm not running. They are actually going to something, but it's it's kind of a, a nasty trick if you've got a flying army like the, the night haunts. So right. I just sit there and you're trying to hurt them, and then in turn five, I just roll, run away, walk over, right. and stand them around it. Yep. And I think it's interesting that they're fine tuning these missions or they're introducing completely new missions. Um, I'm really interested to see. I'm really interested for all of us to see yeah. the other missions because I think it's interesting, right? Like, I don't know if this is something people even considered. What if they give us new missions every year? Yeah. Ooh. I don't even know if that was even on the table, right? Like a lot of people probably didn't even think of that as something that could have happened. But the easiest way to control game balance is adjusting points and missions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is. Oh, uh, this type of unit is out of control. Let's make a mission where they're a detriment. Right. And now we've disincentivized you from taking them. Well, this one's heroes and behemoths, so you need both in your army now if this is going to end up being in there. But this one, um, which was what? The, what was it called before? Well, they have three places of power. You just need right. heroes. But in this yep. one, if I remember correctly, they heal. Hero, uh, hero and behemoth, yeah. When they're on the objective, yeah. they score the points to the number of rounds they've held it. So the first round, you score one. You also heal one. Mm -hmm. Second round, you hold it. You score two. You heal two. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty rough. Nice. Well, no, it's cool because then you throw you throw a, one of these characters who are vulnerable, especially my army. Like my little empire general rides out on his horse and he's like, ah! right. so if I do survive, if they don't kill me, I, I start regenerating. I think that's really a, a good balancing mechanic. Now, on the other hand, when Nagash is standing on this thing, you're like, yeah, well, okay, he'll do his normal and this. Yeah, and you're like, well, I'm not gonna. Because that's what I was him. thinking, running the Maw Crusher onto it, and as you're trying to peel it off every round, I'm getting more points back yeah so i mean it's it's, it's a mixed blessing but uh in some instances it makes the already strong character stronger which i don't know if it was necessary but yeah. uh it makes the weaker characters much better well and i'm wondering since right now i have a bunch of the early the first six missions mm -hmm. kind of kitted out for a tournament am i going to do make some adjustments based when i see all of them what kind of changes they make to the missions overall that would feed through all of the uh previous six right because I would love to have 12 as an option before going to a tournament. So you're planning for this broader scope, make forcing you to make a list that's a little more balanced because you never know what you're going to have to do. Yeah, um, that's the goal with mission design, right? But then my counter, my counter to that is when you have missions that only have one win condition, is that 30,000 feet above when you're looking at the scenario as a whole and you look at the, the effect of all the missions combined, sure, that is the overall impact. But when you zoom into a macro level, when you're playing each game, you can end up with unwinnable scenarios. Right. And that, that is why in 40K, we play layered missions with two win conditions. Well, um, I've thrown that into mm -hmm. the missions that I, yeah. I have out there, a couple of ways to get some points in different ways. So you're forced to go outside of it. The hard part is actually trying to come up with actual ways to score points that are not linked to the mission or to the tertiaries I put in. I find every time I, I adjust it, there's one of them that has like a double up somewhere. I'm like, ah, oh, darn it. Yeah, you don't want to have two conditions that overlap. Right. Which is hard to do because like we've explained numerous times in any, almost any tabletop game, there's really only two win conditions. Stand somewhere, kill something. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Those, those are your options. Now you can dress them up, but when you boil it down, it's almost have a model somewhere or take one of your enemy's models off the table. 
that's it. Yeah. So it's hard to really, you can stir that pot as much as you want. It's still stew. Um, well, they had some, some people were trying Adepticon for that, which was leave guys on the table. Don't take a unit off the you table. You could do the inverse. But, you can do the inverse, but it's almost universally not as popular. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, we do it in ITC too, like the don't stand somewhere. And, and even though it serves a really important purpose, People are like, eh. Oh, yeah. yeah, like the, the mark for life. Don't kill this unit. You're like, okay. It runs contrary to the whole kind of concept of the game. So, but I, but I understand why. Yeah, you want to give it. them something to think about. Because that is what, in one of mine as well, is you pick a unit and you want it on the table, the enemy unit, you want it on the table at the end of the game. It's called spread the words. So you want somebody to survive. You go tell everybody what terrible yeah. things you did. And, you know, it's. We, we, we get it right we, yeah. we understand why but it runs contrary to the kind of overall um uh, goal of the Most game of the itself games, yeah so uh exciting stuff uh general's handbook 2 what are you guys most excited to see uh, uh i want to see what my iron jaws are going to get because that's what i've been playing that's what i've been scoring points for for itc i want to know what they're going to do when i get to a mm -hmm. tournament table now it won't probably be out for the when i'm doing slobber knocker this weekend mm -hmm. and then the other one coming back, uh, rolling bad rumble. Right. I probably won't have them for those. As a matter of fact, I know both packs have already said that unless it's by this date and it's already passed, that right. they're not going to incorporate it. Mm -hmm. What about you, buddy? Um, like Scott said, I'm, I'm excited to see some of the army rules for things that haven't had them before. So some of the older like things that were brought over from the old fantasy world, like elves, like maybe um, I'm a big fan of the high elves. And so hopefully um, we'll see some love for them. I have a, you know, very small white uh, lion force that I had been putting together. Um, it'd be now I think they're called lion rangers or something like that. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if they had like a, a cool like table of, of abilities that I can um, put together. Well, they are they are coming out with something for bone rattle, and you were okay. working on something in that area with the uh, I, I am. black knights. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see yeah. what they give them. And a lot of that stuff. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't think we have to wait long though. So no, not not long now. I am excited. Can't wait to see it. I was hoping to see the rule of one where um, the non-stacking abilities. Non I know. Abilities. I don't. I don't we'll, get. We'll wait for the book. We'll wait for the book. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll they, see what we They may actually it. have something written somewhere that if, right. it's, and like, if hey, it's the same surprise, ability, we can't actually, do it. We actually did to listen to everybody. But, but rather than have the rule of one for match play, it's just across the board. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But yeah. again, TOs could take it upon themselves and say these do not stack. As long as you do it in advance. Yes. As long as you do it in advance. Yeah. All right. Current top 10 ITC rankings. Number one, Sam Valdez. Number two, Zach Lopez. Three, Vlad Nika. Four, Michael Birch. Jarrett Zizueta in fifth. Sixth, Joshua Harvey. Seventh, Matthew Pashby. Tyler Hamill in eighth. Alex Gonzalez in ninth. And Jeremy Vessier in tenth. Mm -hmm. Almost all of those are West Coast players. You. West Coast for life. Dominating. <laughs> West Coast, best coast. I think there was a rap song about that. Uh, there was a, a, a from from my on my my man Biggie, mm. big West Coast guy, Biggles. What, you heard it here that's first. What I used to call him Biggie Smalls, repping the West Coast. You heard it here first. Ah, that's not true. Uh, top clubs: We have Betty's Fighting Hanvenikins in first mm -hmm. place. WSD has jumped into second, and your mom's garage has fallen into third. Mm. Beast Call Raiders currently Frank Deloach in number one. Bone Splitters, Grant Potsube, Chaos, Zach Lopez, Alex Gonzalez is in first for Death. Destruction, we have Sam Valdez, Disciples of Zinch, Michael Birch, Flesh Eater Courts, we have Lance She, Fire Slayers, Brad Jimenez, Iron Jaws, oh no. Yep. 
Scott, oh, no. knock on your throne. How the mighty have fallen. Arturo Gonzalez has <laughs> replaced Scott in first place. Blades it's nice to see some movement there, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blades of Corn, Kevin Gaffrey. That's a, a new name in the Gaffrey. first. He's the, um, uh, one of the guys from Gameology. Oh, good okay. for him. Yep. Uh, James Hill currently leading the pack for orders. Seraphon, Jarrett Sesueta still on top. John Fugerholm still leading Pestilence. Somebody needs to get up there. <laughs> I haven't put mine together. Is he playing like every like day or what's... Uh, he does one every month. Oh, I know man. he's running one every month. I don't yeah. know if he gets to play in it. Interesting. Stormcast. But he's got his, uh, what, three scorers in for that? Yeah. I'm only saying that because yeah. he's like a good friend of ours. So yeah. Given, <laughs> he was nice seeing him this week. He's giving him yeah. a hard time, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Vessier currently jumped into first place for Stormcast Eternals. And Sylvaneth Vladnika continues to lead Domination. the pack. Vlad yeah, I figured somebody would pass me up as soon as... Uh, Vlad puts a stake through everyone's heart. As soon as somebody got in three games. <laughs> I can't believe... Mine... Were you waiting to use that one? I've been waiting for like what, episode 55. Good. Yeah, 55 Good. weeks. Well, Vlad Mika has beat, I think, all of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Has he talked me. his way through. I, him. I had him. him. I had him. Oh, he made two nine-inch charges. And then I just could not get him off my objective. No, he explained to me. We played five turns, and he explained every move he was making and how it was going to beat me. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was very, true. He's it was very good. good. He did beat me. He's very good. Uh, we have a couple of events coming up uh, in the next uh, few weeks. We have the Unbound August Sigmar Tournament in Arizona, Age of Sigmar ITC Tournament in Montclair, Slobberknocker GT in Oklahoma City, which Scott will be at, yep. the warmer Age of Sigmar Doubles event in Ottawa, Ooh. Capital City Bloodbath and also in Ottawa. Nice. Got a couple. The, uh, the Capital City Bloodbath is a really big event. Uh, War Games Con, Age of Sigmar in Austin, Texas. Oh, that's this weekend, man. I wish I could go. Uh, yeah. War um, Games Con is a blast. Uh, it says 1920. It should be August. A weeks. It's in August. Oh, no. That, that's the same time as Gen Con. It is August. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is August. No, that, that's the same weekend as Gen Con, which is why <laughs> I can't is. go. Yeah. And if you're at War Games Con, they have all FLG events. They do, it's baby. really cool. Uh, it's a great event. We ran it one year. We've been involved helping with it for years. I know. Hand, so we cool. handed off the uh, baton last year. That was the first year we weren't involved with yep. it in a long time. But they do a really good job. I wish I could go. Austin, Texas is so much fun. Yeah, guys, go if you can. It, yeah, so it's, you still have events. about what, three yeah. weeks. So uh, We got the Rolling Bad Rumble in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Gamer, uh, the Game Haven AOS Tournament in uh, St. George, Utah. AOS Summer of Blood at Games Workshop, uh, Games Workshop World in Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, it's an Age of Sigmar event. Mm. Uh, it is an Age of Sigmar event, but it's also an ITC event. Mm -hmm. uh, they're awesome, dude. They run, they have like barbecues out there and stuff. Oh, really? wow. Yeah, and it's, wow. at, it's at the... Uh, at, is it um, at their HQ? Yeah. Oh. They have a warmer. Uh, they have a store there, and they run ITC events in Games Workshop Good. World. And the people from that store, the because um, we met a few of them at the LVL because they came out to help run the Forge Roll. They're all really cool. They are super nice people. Yeah, really, really nice people. Southern hospitality is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Go check it out. Uh, we have a GT level event, the Forge Age of Sigmar GT at Gamers Haven in Spokane, Washington. Mm -hmm. Great store. Yep. Uh, really, really good store. One of the cool things about doing what we do is we travel around and we meet all these people for real. And mm -hmm. it's like universally, it's like almost. Nine out of you know, ninety-nine times out of hundred, they're just cool people. And I think yeah. most of these stores are actually um, retailers of our products too. So if you guys wanted to support, a lot of them, times they are. Yeah, that'd be nice too. And then lastly, the Age of Sigmar Realm of Fire event in Gate City, Virginia, and that's at the end of the month at Memory Lane Antique Mall, yeah. which is one of our retailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all of them till the end of August, August. Mm -hmm. and September. There aren't a lot, so. Go ahead and plan some ITC events. Please. It doesn't hurt. What about it? Uh, you should. There's a, this can be Realm of Battle. It's, I mean, we're going to have the General's Handbook 2 in September. Yep. We should start planning some events. What about At Ease or uh, Game Empire Pasadena? 
That's Scott's realm. Is everybody just eighth edition crazy right now? Well, Scott's gonna be back at school. His well, real I don't know. I keep toying with trying to get a prep before SoCal. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at my schedule and I haven't gone to a store to, to ask him for the space yet. Mm-hmm. Locally, well, maybe someone in the community would be willing to step up, and we would be happy to support you. And then I could go play. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to go play too. I know I want to go. I can't wait to rock the new General Sandbook Two stuff. <laughs> my list is already ready. Already, already, already. Oh yeah, I looked at it and I was like, beep, boop, boop, boop. Oh. And it got more friendly and fluffy no. and huggable. No, God, I no. can't wait to do my entire list of Phoenix Guard, which is all four up in both days. The general, you might <laughs> like the General Sandbook too. Yes, I'll leave it at that. All right. A lot of people uh, are looking for that army. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I think you'll be happy. Um, Anyway, guys, it's kind of a short episode today. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little quiet. It's still 8th edition tidal wave of 40K. Mm-hmm. But uh, the General Sandbook 2 is big news, and we are excited to see it, talk about it, play it, show you guys uh, more about it. And again, uh, keep your eye on the Warhammer community page. I will have a uh, Free People's Tactica going up. Um, I'm supposed to have it written this week. It's been a little busy because yeah. we were at the BAO. And I haven't had a chance to do it just Deadlines. Yet. Those yeah. are Free People's Tactica, shoot that wave. And Shoot that way. what is it from um, uh, from Game of Thrones? St- st- stick him with the pointy end. Yeah, pointy uh, end goes towards the enemy. Yeah, into the stomach. The, yeah. That was the really bad Zorro, right? Pointy end goes yeah. to the other man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that is kind of the way much. it works. Free people's yeah. tactical. One on one. Yeah, that's yep. true. So uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, if you are watching this, uh, make sure to check our YouTube page, and you can see you can Scott your, and your myself on here. It'll be a free people's general sandbook one free people's versus night so it should be a fun game Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you next week